Welcome me, welcome you back to another episode of Hashtag Balance, a podcast about navigating the scam that is adulting as a 30 adjacent year old woman living in the Caribbean, trying to find the balance between righteous and ratchet because duality is a thing. That's nameless. Oh. This week's episode is sponsored by XY The Brand. XY The Brand is a locally created streetwear brand that was established in 2016. Born out of hardship and a trying time with a goal to become a locally and regionally recognized streetwear brand with global reach. With only $30 in his pocket, the brand began with dad caps that were hand-painted and further customized for the customer to be uniquely theirs. The brand grew organically and moved fully into apparel. Oh. So since KB does not like to ask me about my week, I'm just <laughs> going to, to launch straight into it. Um, I think it was on last episode when I talked about taking breaks and all of that good jazz. So I practice what I preach and I took the week off. This past week, I didn't do anything. I went to the fields and then I came home and I was just chilling and I caught up on shows and all of that good jazz. And then your girl hosted an event kind of thing. It was like, why night at the grapevine? I want to thank everybody for coming outside because y'all really did show and I'm VV happy and proud and all that good stuff. So look out for the next one. It's going to be in January. Details are going to be released as soon as we get them. And because I'm such a generous and wonderful queen, KB, how was your week? Well, friend, what I will say is I didn't do much this week, but we have to tell the people how we met because they've been asking. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's not a big, grand, elaborate story. I think by now everybody knows that I bake, and I used to do this thing called Treat of the Week. Just how many years ago? What year? Jesus. Like 2012? It had to be been... Like 2014. 13. Okay. It had to be 13 because 2014 is when we had that summer. <laughs> so right. So it was 2013. That summer. That summer. So 2013. And I remember I started doing K-pops. And we have a mutual friend, Sean. Shout out to Sean. Yeah. So basically I was just posting I was doing K-pops and KB late to eat. And then I get Is a she? DM. Like, hi. And then Sean I, sent me. I want cake. And I was like, okay. And then you came with me to collect. And we just ended up talking from there. Yeah. Because I'm a nice person. Do you know what, though? I also remember, like, following you on various social media platforms mm-hmm. and thinking, this girl's baby is so cute. My little puka dude. Yeah, she doesn't have a kid. I but don't. It really know. did seem that way. I was mad confused. Mm-hmm. But if it, that was not your choice, like, so, okay, all right, cool. She means Dimitri, my, my godson, the apple of my eye, who is now a big rascal, man. Like, he he is a man, man. He called me a dick. Will you buy it for me? For Christmas? Yeah. What are you getting him for Christmas? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, all right. I give him his mother money. So. We're going to cut that out. No? No. Why? I give her money so she could buy what he want? No. Because little children shit is very expensive. All right. And cut. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how we met. Voila. I know people probably was looking for saying say real, like, yeah, profound. Like, but it, it was I went on the side of the road, and then you like come out from underneath the car and was like, I can help you. I came out from underneath the car, from in a hole on the road. Like, where, do you, where would I come from? Who knows? 
Yes, you're a magical lady. <laughs> but yeah, it really wasn't. I think that we bonded a lot because, well, you bake, I do makeup and stuff. It was just like You things. like to eat and they like makeup? Yeah, it was just It like, makes sense. We exchange things. That's so nasty. Yeah, it does. <laughs> eventually, so if no, honestly, if this lasts long enough, like, no, this is lesbians already. You like <laughs> telling people, <laughs> giving them that impression. Me putting up pictures of me calling me you woman when you carry a girl outside. That's the, the, I feel like like we get. I only like penis specifically from big black ghetto men. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, <laughs> hot man. Oh God. So again, today we have Senator. Senator Bob. Bob. <laughs> Here with us and a special guest, which we're going to introduce later. But um, we are just, well, this is our segment, I Seen on Owl's Internet. And it's getting worse. Yeah, boy. Like, y'all, <laughs> y'all bitches over here just rigodies. So, conscience embarrasses beautiful wife. Well, she embarrassed herself, but we'll get to that later. You know, he put up a post on Instagram basically apologizing for cheating on her for the longest while. And he is so hurt by the loss of his wife. So he is, well, he said he was unavailable. unavailable he was single and unavailable. Discuss for 10 marks. Tell us how you feel. It was confusing. How you, let's, let's focus on the single and available. Cheating is not the issue here. Let me start off by saying that. Like, that's people's business. But how you can come and get on like you real hurt, tell us that you single and unavailable. And then she followed up with, oh, I love my nigga. And I'm going to stay do not with him her. forever. She, said she is a strong woman. Right. All of that. And she is going to nurse her husband back to the strong man that she knows he is. Because cheating okay. is a sickness. Cheating is like dengue. We never needed to know this. But that is never, my whole thing. And ever. what I was trying to explain to the people on the internet is that it is manipulation, however you look at it. Because if you cheat, you cheat technically in private. Like, even if people knew, the whole world did not know. Mm -hmm. So then come in and doing this whole public apology, like, you really putting me in your business. And then the thing that had me, like, most confused is that the next day they're like, oh, but y'all in our business. Well, nigga, duh, you, you put a smack in the middle you of it. You asked me to be in your business. You told me how I can be in my business. Furthermore, there's another perspective. Someone said to me yesterday that they feel as if she told him you got to go on the internet and apologize to me. And either way, that's a that's hard so ass mess. Like, 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 my girl, what do you mean? Like, self esteem. It doesn't make sense for you to be like, go on the internet and prove to the whores that, you know, you bought me if the behavior is not going to change. Yeah, because he could apologize. And I am sure that the whores are the at whores home, like, oh, okay. All right, so I can give you two weeks to act right with she and then. Right back here. To me, it was like, you know. I fucked up. Sorry to this man. But also, I am single and available if anybody, you know. He said he was unavailable, so leave him alone. Which was funny because. You don't because, need to state that. But no, what I me real confused was he said he was single and unavailable. And then the next day, she's claiming him as 
her, her strong her. husband. Oh, and it no. was just like, is it Uchiwali or is it Wame? And then he came to shade all of us single bitter bitches by saying, you know what? Only a wife can. And I don't even know what shade he said after but that, that. that. But it was like, he basically is coming to let us know that we can't have no opinions about it because we ain't wifeys. And I was like, but right. I would rather... Buy batteries. Yeah. Like, and pay for Netflix. All the days of my life before I allow nigga to I'm disrespect sorry, I just want to like put a pin in that. What? Batteries and Netflix. We used to watch on Netflix. That is required. <laughs> no, I mean, not at the same time. Okay, because I wasn't judging. I just, like, I want to watch Where you can watch on if Netflix. If you want some links, I can send you, but I ain't coming for Netflix. Trust me, I don't need no link. <laughs> <laughs> but Pornhub that- Premium is free for a week. Ma'am. Just saying. Like, for, for all the ladies out there that don't want to have to deal with conscience, Pornhub Premium is free for We're going to get back into this whole topic about women being bitter and all that stuff. But what you what you need premium content? Porn, you like porn that like glossy? No comment. <laughs> no collusion. Um, you like glossy porn? Russia did not interfere with me. <laughs> <laughs> you asking me? Because you just said Pornhub Premium I'm, is free and... I just know that it's free. That don't mean that that's my just pop up sometimes when you're watching things right. on YouTube. Completely wholesome things. It's true. I understand. It's true. It's Facebook. I don't follow the Pornhub Twitter account or anything. You shouldn't. Right. It's Facebook infiltrating that. It. Yeah. Collusion. All right. So circling all the way back, we had men coming online trying to tell women that we are bitter and that basically trying to say that cheating is a part of a relationship and that if you're really strong, you should be able to hold on your man. That we like to run at the slightest sight of inconvenience and put, put another pin in that. He stated she held me down. She raised a child that wasn't hers. She helped me financially. Oh, she do this, the next, the third. So pick one, man. Because in one breath is that women is wanting to come perfect and we don't do nothing for men, but we always want X, Y, Z. But the man came and told us about all the stuff that she did, how wonderful she is, and she still get harmed. So, like, help me. So, so do I do I help? Do I not help? But do I? <laughs> the thing is, okay, women were giving their perspectives, basically saying like, "This is ridiculous. This is the shit that men do to try to manipulate you." You know, by extension, niggas are trash, and the internet Ooh. was ablaze yet again. This radar dying mentality. I haven't seen it from a man yet. Not Which man is taken by a woman who cheated on him? Um, which man is raising a, a child? Apparently, her. people do it all the time, and we, we just don't, don't see. know about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> show me them. Apparently, show people me a do man. it. Where are the men? Listen. If you blink on a man too hard, then no, no, upset. no. Picture it. Hey, Twitter, Instagram, and all the social medias. I just want to come online and said that say that I'm really sorry that I cheated on David 45 times. I gave my vagina that really belongs to him to these seven men, and I didn't cook, I didn't clean all of this. Men, because because the, the, point, the point was that women don't ever apologize publicly. You don't ever see women doing public no, apologies. Y'all don't in, really want that. Y'all don't want people to know, like, what was going on in you host? But women is gonna suffer through that shit all the time. You come and tell the whole world about what I have been suffering through. That's like when like you with somebody and it got like subpar dick and then it cheat on you and now other people know like what is that you, you suffering through at home? 
That's embarrassing. Exactly. Like, like this is what I put up with. I know you, body players. Like, like other people know. know. I liking you for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's like just. I just don't understand why everything is gotta be such a comparison. Like, oh, yeah. Man. But you cannot express how you feel because you will literally come be like, you know, men have done this, men have done that. These are the things. But we know what you just do. Or it's just be like, but women, women is do shit too. Okay, but well, we then we no. But then just I can only tell you about, about my experiences, and unfortunately, I have the heterosexual affliction, you, so if, it can be men. But the thing is, is that when they get and talk about women is do foolishness, nobody ever comes and says, well, a woman hurt me. And this is how she hurt me. It's always women who do shit too. Okay, Tell give us. us give us examples. Whole, whole time link way. I made a comment about cheating is not the be all end all or whatever. Like there are men who are trash, but they are faithful, and they still feel it because they don't cheat on you. Then that they're doing God's work, so like everything else is fine. And then this little person like hopping to my mentions and was just like, "Well, what do you mean? Because like cheating is pretty bad." And I was like, "You know that." There are, like, other there are other things that that make a healthy relationship. Yeah, like like emotions. You you might be faithful to me, but every time I watch you, the door you boxing me and my truck. That don't mean that you's a good man. How you mean? Don't hear me. If you don't love you, we talking about <laughs> the, I, the internet is a hot mess. Everybody is hurt apparently. Everybody needs therapy. But apparently it's just women that hurt and bitter and sugar therapy. Because as soon as you say, well, like, I don't agree with that, you bitter. That's why you ain't got no man. When a single bitch is always online talking about left the man and she, the woman that she has, but I'm just like, so I can't have any given day. Are you going to find hurt niggas all day? We want to say. You want to say? You got to speak it. What are you going to say today? Yes. Uh It was on point when you were saying, Men tend to suffer in silence because they don't want people to know. No, sorry, you were making me yeah. point mm-hmm. about that. Oh, I cheated on you 45 times, blah, blah, blah. All right, good? Mm. Women want people to know. So it's not that there's not equality in who does what to who. <laughs> it's that men suffer in silence. I could give you a story, real, 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 real story. Mm-hmm. I had a partner, I'm not, and I had a family member. Mm-hmm. Family member was female. The guy loved this girl to death. He would literally drop her to extreme, pick her back up, massage her feet, and when she says, oh, it's hurting, <laughs> she was in the extreme, doing the most with everybody else. Mm-hmm. He can make sure she eat, she do everything. Literally, I, I can be honest with you. We was teenagers, little teenagers. So like he was like sort of like a pretty boy. Mm-hmm. And girls would come over and girls would be like, oh, no, no, we can't get none if he don't do it first. And my guy would not want to do anything. He would be like, no, the Lord, I had a dream, and the Lord said this is going to be my wife, and I love her. <laughs> and she would literally tell him things like, right now, my heart is with you, but now my body is not ready yet. <laughs> and he would believe in this, and he would go on. You know what I'm saying? But idea, he's not going to be bitter and come and do Are you telling you so? Because there are men you know? who have experienced similar things and when I tell you that, they say, ah, I hate women. No. There is one I can think uh, of. Literally, yes. you will literally get up and be mm-hmm. like, oh, good morning and smell. Bitches always smiling because the heart, the heart black yeah. and the wickedest <laughs> cunt. There are 35-year-old men <laughs> yeah. who are, who yeah. are woman, women woman, this women, one woman hurt them yes. and this, but this is my thing. Men are supposed to, we're not supposed to, men hurt women and you are supposed to be able to bounce back from that and love freely and love openly again. Like, 
because uh, you're not supposed to be quote unquote bitter. But then it's like you hurt a man and he's supposed to be able to walk and be like, oh, women is this and women is dolls and women is that. And that's why I don't treat them good. So you literally can't yeah, like hurt from honest. one relationship into the next. And it's like ridiculous. Let, 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 me be honest. Okay. Let, me be, let me be honest from a male perspective. I know don't make about me up on this. Mm -hmm. But every, every time you turn around and you talk to a woman, majority of the time, right? Mm -hmm. She's allowing you to know. Mm -hmm. I don't want the man. I don't, I don't, I don't want no more men. In my life, I don't want this, I don't want that. We tired. Two weeks later, mm -hmm. what does this make us? I can't I, relate because you, I don't You might not be able to relate, but a lot of men out mm -hmm. there, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? She might be able to relate. So you might be the 1%. You might be that tough person that will tell yourself, well, I can deal with myself. Mm -hmm. But anybody else that will listen to this will turn around and understand mm -hmm. how many times they went through a situation where mm. it was laid out. I don't, I don't, but, but, but this is my, I don't want that. Mm -hmm. You agree, you say, it's cool, it's mm -hmm. cool, I could deal with that. Mm -hmm. And then within a short space of time is, so what are you doing from here again? You want to be my boyfriend? But I've had, I actually had that conversation recently with Aries. But, Good. <laughs> but my thing is, when you get to that point, and the woman is like, oh, whatever, whatever. You should be man enough to me to say, well, when we started this 14 days ago, you said yeah. you didn't want no man. So why are you presenting me with this? And if you know that a relationship is what you want, you will not find that in me. And leave the woman alone. She will be hurt, but hopefully she will have enough common sense and brain cells to, re to respect you for that. Because my thing is, is that women do that and then... Men hear that and be like, but I tell you that I ain't ready for a relationship. But then, still, but then still continue to do the doing all things. the same things. And then it's like, you in your head, you know that she says she want a relationship, but you can come on, you can keep coming over, you can keep coming in she, you can keep buying she groceries, you can keep sleeping there, you can keep picking she up from work, you can buy she lunch and all the above and do things that quote unquote you do in a relationship. And then... You know, maybe y'all have an argument about something they say you were supposed to be saying, and you and Boya, and she get vexed. Then the quickest thing that one is going to hit me with is, but are you mad? So I know you get not like that. From the jump, when she present, when she come to you and is like, oh, but what are we? And you establish that you do not want a relationship, and she keep pushing for it, you should just leave. That's on one hand. Mm-hmm. It's two to dance. True. True. And on the other hand, you all could see mm -hmm. This is my ground rules. Mm -hmm. And if you're not working with my ground rules, That's there is nothing. But then to... But I, I women shouldn't do that. I agree with how women should not say, I don't want a relationship. And then think that you could fuck a man into wanting you. It don't work like that. You should really say, a friend, this is what I want. This is what I expect. But as you say, life don't always happen like that. So if you come to a place where y'all have that conversation, you realize that you want to left and he want to right. Don't try to stand out in the middle of the road, fucking and sucking and laying it low and spreading it wide and getting outside. And because all that doing is making it complicated, you gotta hold people accountable. For me, I always am the type that I will say to a man, you can leave at any point in time. I'm not saying that it's not gonna suck, but it's always give people the opportunity to go on about them business. But they don't. And then them is wanna be mad that I am feeling a sort of way about it. When I say, I'm the sort of person that will say, listen, apparently pussy's the best thing in the whole world, according to my good friend. I can... You've never been in one. I've so never been in one, so I can... You know, I don't understand how good it is. Cool. So if you want to experience all these pussies, that is wonderful for you. You can leave me... Like, you can always leave me alone, you know. But men don't do that. 
Like yeah, that's but, not. But, and, and then I will hear that because there is like conquering is in their nature. They love the bullshit. hunt and all this kind of shit. And it's just be like. I I wise more about just as much as you. I can't. If, you remember that I tweeted that the other day. It was like, listen, ain't men, nobody men, like more sets than women and us girls in our thirties. Like you could get it all, but you could also just tell really the truth, and like everybody if, could be cool. Like if their libido is top notch, and they just like, oh, honey, if you had nude. But <laughs> the only reason that this is even a thing with this whole. Women say men are trash, but then men is be like, but women are worse. It's because we probably are. It's just that we are better at it. Like, we so accustomed to, we are told from early, as a girl, your main goal in life is to be cute and attract a man. To, they teach girls to, to shrink themselves. Exactly. But boys <laughs> are told, all of these girls here are, are for your you. choosing. Yeah. That Like, that's all it it's, is. But so then when you meet women that, to play the game, like it's be like a real shocker, and is and that one experience that a, a man or a boy would have is be like, shape Oh my god, it yeah. shaped their whole life because that's just how. And I'm not blaming anybody, like I said, I feel like women and, and men are equally terrible. I am more, I'm honestly more on the terrible side, so I know. <laughs> I just saying that, like, but, that's that's but, that's but how we bred. Then, no, hold each other accountable, and then instead of like. You would say, okay, a man is trash, but you would. The reasons why women say men are trash are not because, like, oh, he ain't pay for my things. When I personally speak about men being trash, I talk about men who are very manipulative, emotionally abusive, that type of thing, and cheat on you, like, relentlessly. People like to say, oh, cheating is a mistake. I don't believe in that. Me neither. But then. <laughs> ain't ever. Anyway. But those are the things that I talk about when they say that men are trash. Then you will hear a man say something like, women is do bear can't, women don't, this, women don't, that. What will you do? No, what? But then it's like, so what is like, what experience did you have? And then if you like read between the lines, some of the Twitter words, it would be a woman that didn't want them. Like you was messaging, she good morning, beautiful every day with a rose emoji. And she just didn't want you. And she decided that she liked somebody else. But why did The reason that we don't want them is usually be the biggest point. Because as we had this discussion the other day, men is one put down women that want things or are gold diggers or whatever. But as we said, men look up to other men who are successful. Who are, you know who got money who are good looking so where is a woman you want you want to you don't want roll with and i'm not niggas. saying you that material things that are got, everything i'm just saying sense. that it literally no men are mad about the system that they created is kind of failing them because some women get little sense kind of men usually approach women with money presenting themselves exactly if you approach me looking a sort of way and they and say ah boy he got on I don't know, them ugly ass Balenciagas or whatever. I say, mm -hmm. oh, well, he's spending money kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Then you can't be mad if I like, great, well, spend it. Spend, spend the money. But then if someone, it's not that somebody that doesn't have can get through. It's just obviously, like, that's the system that, that they no, created. They, but, there are things, okay, I could do what I want for myself. Same. Men will come and find me by myself being by myself, doing the things by myself, and want me to want them. And it's like, all right, cool, wait, let me find the words. 
What is I really trying to say? Because it's like you would all right, decide that you would like like them, whatever, whatever. And there was talk about how one day want a woman that is independent and want a woman as a girl get her and do all these things. And then when them come and decide that them like you, then something some of them is actually get vexed with me because they don't want or need them. And it's like, but I thought of these are. But you phones me here. You literally as can't a But can be back to you now is about taking responsibility as Olivia said earlier. So mm. I agree with certain things you say, like for example. You got any ugly Balenciagas, you <laughs> bought a new persona. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's what you're looking to attract because mm -hmm. that's the bait you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. So, with Damn that said, if you, you can't be faking it, you got to be doing it for real. But that what responsibility are you as the woman taking mm -hmm. when you know, mm -hmm. when you know, mm -hmm. this nigga is pompous. Look, he trying to be hard. Look, he trying to be this. Yeah, and yeah, my attention. up talking to... But, but then, then them, again, but usually listen, them is attracting back. Well, you're not in that <laughs> position because that's not. It. But I'm just saying, where is the responsibility? All trembling and sitting on here right now and tell me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm not going to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And there's a guy out there doing this, still getting through with women. It's true. So where is the responsibility on both sides? It got to be. I don't know. But my okay, if it works for you. And it works for you with, with the dings. <laughs> then stay with the dings. Don't then want come. You know that I ain't a ding. But you want a woman ultimately like me. But you got to change. Exactly. You got responsibility. Exactly. So any of the women like you all, mm. draw your line in the sand. But then and that's when you see that guy moving all extra pompous. But, but you know, but the problem is, it does, but that's what's met men vexed. Because if they feel, like as you said earlier, all of the women are here for you. So it's like you get through with a certain type of woman all the time and then you can't figure out why in your head what I don't want you because you accustomed to all the other women wanting you and then uh, you can hear that Olivia is a bitch and Olivia is trash. Mm. What is that Olivia do? Olivia ain't respond to you all then. Right, I agree with that. <laughs> and any, I, I want anyone to put this out here tomorrow. Any guy that get himself to a certain level in life, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to know refusing a woman it's one of the hardest things. You know, like, yeah, a man can say, well, she's a bitch like a dog, but I'll be a man that run through that. Like, all sorts of things to make yourself feel better about when mm -hmm. you choose him. But you see when a woman actually like you as a nigga and you both, yeah, you don't know how to curb shit properly or you don't know how to not let she know you don't want to talk to shit properly. Mm -hmm. That's one of the most bitter women you could create, you know. More better than, that, than a man getting curved by a woman. With Nothing like a woman scorned. <laughs> but but, but the difference is how we deal. We can be bitter and you can know that we bitter and we might be kind of terrible to you. We might tell we friends or whatever. But, but we're not going to carry that into... I, well, I'm speaking from... I'm talking about me. I am not going to carry that onto somebody else. I can leave that at you. But how you move with me kind of shapes my perspective. So obviously you can be vigilant, you can be guarded, you can be looking for your red flags, whatever, whatever, which is fine. But I ain't gonna walk out and be like, all right, I can be so bitter that I can treat all oh, the other men stink. And that's the difference because I find that they got men that will get hurt once and literally like, get hurt once and cry school. I'm so back today. And will treat I, I any agree, woman stink. And it's like, why? I, I, I'm gonna try to bash them. I just need them to be a little more expansive and mm -hmm. be able to realize that it's responsibility on both but sides. But we do I say this. that we don't play the game. I ain't telling her that we ain't gonna see her. Not me, but personally, there's one thing I hear. You know, the, the big lot of bassy pulling out every minute. Like, mm -hmm. 
No, I is a fisherman. Mm. I is not as ten dollars in between that twenty and that fifty. <laughs> We got the guys that will come with all the um, because they know that's where they're gonna attract. That's their but you gonna know what you attracting. You understand? Know we got when some people that. that can turn around and say, you know what? I can tone it down. I don't want all the the big lot of jewels and this and that because a woman when she looks at that I might say I'm a bit too loud. So I can come and be incognito. I I come from the direct guys, I can tell you this. Mm -hmm. When you see some of them people looking to assimilate into some of these bush facts. <laughs> it transform. The, yeah, the, Men the and women. actually come from the good, good parts. Mm -hmm. Go on chains and try to look rough. This is very true, shape. yep. The man that can get all shaved down nice and tight. Hi, good day, sweet girl. I'm still swimming around. What's this in that bar? <laughs> <laughs> Smell like Lafleur. Mm. <laughs> Not any more sweet thought ever. Yeah. So it's about what beer you throwing out there. And according to what beer you throw is what you we catch. catch. Mm -hmm. So I ended That's the That's a word. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the shirt. So I ended the day now. We here with three ladies, as you would all say, middle class or a little higher or whatever. And you all have certain morals, certain values, because I would believe, I'm not sure, mm -hmm. that you ever have some sort of solid family structure with a father that probably, you know what I mean? Decent. Show you certain things mm -hmm. and allow you certain things and a mother that has certain love and that, you know what I mean? You, you, you see a little monogamous little relationships you, you didn't seeing or you wasn't hearing from the time you growing up. Oh, Allah, make sure he get money, make sure you this, make sure that. Mm -hmm. I can tell you this from the bottom of my heart, according to how you get raised, it's really changed you. I oh, mean, we like, know. Like we know. Boy, like 10, 11 years old, and they get run down and say, let me see that, let me see that. And you get old enough and carry to a strip club to get some. And like, oh. if you understand what I mean, mm -hmm. so, and you might know. But we can get to that, you can't get the people all the jewels, that's why you're here. Just, just, just a little, 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 little something. I'm trying to show you now, I ended it there. Men, according to what woman you want, is what be it you gonna put out. And for women, mm -hmm. according to what man you want, is what be it you will accept. It's true. Wait, another word. Put it, come on, apostle. Yeah, right. Jules, Jules, uh, uh, Jen. Yes, yes. It's apostle gun, be. Apostle gun, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But what? No, we ain't got enough time. We all have, oh. But that would be a whole lot of debate. But as they say, we, we, we got to be realistic when we come with it. And I'm not saying that men don't be crafty, men don't be on this on this different game or whatever, because it's a machismo thing. It's, a, it's about... To me, start faking. My my real thing is just start faking about what you want and what you're putting out there. And if you were genuinely hurt, talk about your hurt. Because you're not going to be able to heal from it unless you talk about it and admit it. So start walking around, getting on like you unhurtable. And, you know... No one can't tell No one can't tell you that type of thing. Like, deal, what, deal with your shit. And I want women to do the same thing too. Because somebody tweets says, let me know that. Y'all hurting inside. DM me if you want a, a, a number for a therapist. So when you really do open up, the relationships now, there's so short time is that like, when I really do come and open up to you, we can make it past nine months. Nine months is long. I, you, 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 <laughs> no, but just understand, I don't I understand. open up my DNC I know, I know you you say, laughing at nine months. To not me nine months. Nine months in social media years is about 40 years, boy. That's what it's got to say. Back in the day that when you get into a relationship, you know, for sure it's five to ten years at least. 
But that's a whole other kind of fish that we could call like deal with because it's like people would stay together five to ten years, but in them five to ten years, putting up a bear wrestle. To come full circle, I think the issue, like how we started with conscience and and his wife, is social media and perception and that kind of thing. You can't open up and you can't open up because no, we don't want to. You know, you put ourselves out there. We don't want nobody still. We nothing. So, mm. so everybody um like got the guard, guard up, and yeah. ev- nobody can't have real relationships. Your vulnerable. relationship is not valid unless you put it on social media. So you can't have a real relationship because like you well, gotta come and pretend it ain't all good, but you gotta let us know that it's all good anyway. So nothing ain't getting resolved, and we just in this hot mess ass circle over and over. Then the problem is, is keep business to yourself. Back. We're, talk to, to me, anybody that yeah. you're in a relationship really with. Really talk to your person. Do not put the shit on social media. Like, take, I know we all are tired of it. Take a leaf out of Jay-Z and Beyonce's book. They worked on their shit in private, and then they told us about it after they like healed. Like 4,000 years later. In a, in a song, I made money. Now, all of y'all may not be creative to put it in a song and make some money, but the point is, is we're on your shit in private and be genuine because and if we be honest, apologizing to me on social media does not mean that you but are if we sorry. be honest we don't even know exactly what happened let could sing about anything i like like i know i don't doubt that you know she get her and all that kind of thing but she could just also sing a song about living in middle of the night because it's catchy we don't we, we know what happened the point is the, they the, dealt with we're it talking about the and we didn't know we know that they had issues and they worked on it and they're whole and healing and wholesome and all the above. And that is what we were all trained to say from the beginning. You do not need these grand gestures of apology and whatever on the internet. Because the harney was on the internet. The harney was in real life. So deal with real life. So that's why people bet for conscience on them. And that's why they think it's like a cloak thing. Because it's not like it was two, three women coming out saying, from what it was reading. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it was two, three women coming out saying, yes, I got your man. Yes, I got mm-hmm. videos. Nobody yes, didn't know. Cool. Thank you. It was Oof. weird. That weird to me. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. you're bringing it to me. Nothing to define really and truly. Yeah. Any hoots? We're gonna stick a pin here and then get to the real reason why we have all of these wonderful people in the studio and introduce the the fourth voice that you were hearing. And they worked on it. And they're whole and healing and wholesome and all the above. And that is what we were all trained to say from the beginning. You do not need these grand gestures of apology and whatever on the internet. Because the harney was on the internet. The harney was in real life. So deal with real life. So that's why people bet for cautions on them. And that's why they think it's like a cloak thing. Because it's not like, it wasn't like it was two true women coming out saying, yes, I got your man. Yes, I got videos. Nobody yes, didn't know. Nobody didn't know. One month for the more. Thank you. It was... Oof. Weird, that weird to me. Yeah, like, well, you're yeah. bringing it to me. Nothing to define really and truly. Yeah. Any hoots? We're gonna stick a pin here and then get to the real reason why we have all of these wonderful people in the studio and introduce the the fourth voice that you were hearing. So XY the brand is having an everything must go sale. T-shirts as low as forty dollars. They do track suits, hats, polo shirts, flannel shirts. 
and the sale is going to the end of the year. They started off doing, like I said earlier, customized stuff that was really cool. And now they have branded stuff with their logo is really interesting. It's a local brand, like I said, but everything has like a really international sleek kind of feel. I don't know if you guys ever saw me in my Wakanda University hoodie, but that is from XYD brand. So do not sleep on them. Make sure that you go and check out their social media handles. It's literally XY, the brand. And they do women's and men's apparel. So you guys can check that out. So stemming from last week's episode where we discussed growing up in Mills Barbados, basically from a middle class perspective, one of my friends messaged me and he was like, excuse me, ma'am. Not everybody grew up middle class. So here we are to discuss. Wait, wait. I actually have a quote for you from Instagram. Oh, dear. It said, privilege allows people to speak loudly from a place of limited perspective. That's what they said about us. About us? Well, no. generally, Uh But it was a discussion that I had where people was like, you know, what y'all saying is cool and everything, but when I was rich. Apparently, people were poor. And a lot poorer than I anticipated. So I have a wonderful guest. I call him Gunbe, and he is here to give a different perspective. So introduce yourself. Tell the people. Walk up to the mic and tell us hello. Yeah, hi. Good night. <laughs> you know how we're doing this thing. I'm now about to let him know about cutting the um, toothpaste tubes and jerking your toothbrush right down inside and getting every last grain. I yeah, I like, have never experienced that emotion. But before we get too too deep into it right now. We're gonna do a bit of rapid fire. Mm-hmm. You know what rapid fire is? I learn it. Alright, so it's gonna be basically like a little this or that. Just to get people to figure out or kinda understand the kind of person you are. Some of them are righteous, some of them are ratchet. Mostly ratchet. They're not. You know, they just they So I'm gonna ask you a question like this or that and you choose which one. So vanilla or chocolate? Chocolate. Soccer or dance hall? Dance hall. Text or talk? Talk. Protection or pull out and pray? Dem dem. Which have at your time? <laughs> it got to be. You know, you got rolled, got rolled with the punches. <laughs> if you could meet anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Cristiano Ronaldo. Why you want? Because mm-hmm. He came from nothing, and through hard work and dedication, he made everything. Well, this is so much better than mine. That is wonderful. What would the title of your memoir be? I talked about this last year, and I can't remember what we said. I can't remember, but... From a boy to a man. Yeah, from a boy to a man. From a boy to a man. From a boy to a man. Um, What was the best gift you ever received? It would have to be when I was probably about seven, I had like a, a microscope and a telescope set. Really? Yeah. You see them? Foreshadowing. That's yes. the main in the senses for sure. Nice. That's right. All right, head or sets? Sets. Okay. And then they have nothing righteous to I add after that? I don't have anything <laughs> to add either. Say a word in Spanish. Agradable. Whoa, whoa. Agradable. What does that mean? Nice, pleasant. We, oh. we are bilingual as well. 
Like, I love how people say see real confidently. Like, <laughs> it was real. <laughs> 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 Estudio español en el uh, Instituto de Venezolano mm-hmm. por para dos años. Oh, okay. the, the class that they used to have. Sí, sí. I wanted to do that. The something of Venezuela for two the years. Institute, the Institute, the Venezuelan Embassy. Este libre <laughs> was free. <laughs> you know I, mean? I, I wanted That's to right. do that. Yeah. I had I was scared. <laughs> I'm so sick of you. Oh my God. All right. To be serious now, describe your life growing up. Like, we're going to preface this. You are also 30 adjacent. So, you would have grown up around the same time that yeah. we would have grown up. So, you know, last week we were talking about basically game, everything we wanted, mm-hmm. but within reason. And you said that that's not the case for you. So, tell us about your early childhood. Yeah, with my early childhood, what I would say was I didn't have a lot of extended family or what's not. So, I was a bit naive growing up, and I used to thought that what I had going on was normal. That's what most people would be going would be going through, unless it was like super rich. So, it was it was more like a naive time where you would tell yourself. For example, mm-hmm. my father idea of giving me a birthday gift, for mm-hmm. example, because my father who raised me, mm-hmm. was that we would get your for a burger and cheese, and I used to be so excited. And when <laughs> I look back upon it, how often was I really getting your fat that a burger and cheese was a great birthday gift? Once a year. You know what I mean? So, like, all them certain things that used to really make me feel happy, used to make me feel proud, like, I didn't really have a lot of parties, but, you know, when you get something, you get something, you feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's also something about when you come from certain aspects that you've got to trick yourself into feeling that you don't need certain things. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, you can be like, I don't need fancy shoes. Rich people's got fancy shoes, I know me happy. But you do you get a fancy shoe, you're showing everybody face. Look, I got a fancy shoe. I got a fancy <laughs> shoe. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, you got to find ways to make yourself feel. But like you had you to learn that from the time you were everyone. young. You, yeah. you figured that out by yeah. yourself. Like, so at what point did you realize that burgers and cheese was normal for everybody else except for you? You was a big man when you figured that out? About 40. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, my God. Lava. It's, it's like, like, for example, um, I, I don't I wouldn't go to fears or nothing like that. Like, um, if I would never forget class two. Mm-hmm. There was a tour that you had to go, and you was going to the submarine and then some other things to look at, ocean life and different things. Mm-hmm. And you had to pay $30, 20, $30 free tour or something like that. But my father can't afford it at the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And for me now, it was like, as I said, I always used to be the optimist. So for me now, it was like, i glad because I ain't got a good pony tour. Mm-hmm. Mm. The next day, everybody had to write a composition pun with them set you tour. And I was like, yeah, I ain't got to write a composition because I ain't pony tour. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was just find a way to be Yeah, it's so hurtful. Uh, to miss it. I am you know so I mean? sorry to, that to, I didn't know you like it a bit for you to go pony tours, friend. Yes, but no, but I had to write a composition here, coding composition. So it was a really good <laughs> for me, you know. So, like, real thing, like, when I was at secondary school too. I mm-hmm. even pull a trick. I just always read my father because they always used to want you to get the textbooks and bring school the textbooks. Mm-hmm. So I went to my father. I just know things got really hard when your father got to agree to this. Daddy, you don't know that things hard. You got me two other little sisters and my little brother. 
Mm-hmm. But I just always left one of these books. I don't care them now yet. Do not pay the book fees. Keep that money. I use that for my little sisters. Mm-hmm. And everything will be good. I go to school now. I learn now. I took four to, I took four to afford the book fees. So that's why you don't got uh, textbooks to break school. So like, <laughs> these You were such a scammer. <laughs> so do we, But then I feel you want to give these school books. But the third term. So you just was disadvantaged the first term and the second term and then I let you read? No, I don't, I didn't, I got a good memory. I just read somebody's so, but next but, to me. But by default, that really worked for you because you smart. But what happened to people that ain't smart? I, in, in, but we usually just be smart at something. Everybody good at something. Something, it's mm-hmm. true. And it's just. That's trash on the teacher's part, not giving you books though. I just feel like that's trash. Nah, man, because I was just, I was working, it was my technique. I was just like, nah, I don't want to encroach on you all. I was, I was always just working a little technique. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like trying to be a little scammer. Because when you when your father giving you, right? Mm-hmm. Four to six dollars, which mm-hmm. includes bus fare and lunch money. Mm-hmm. And you gotta catch your bus. Yeah, you gotta catch your bus. And my father works works at the hospital. Mm-hmm. I went to work at St. Michael's school and he never dropped me school. So that's honest as I'm sure. I don't Nar understand. Nar home. But how he can drop you he at least I don't know. School. He that's we don't live that side of life. And we live in the same house. He left you money on top. Yeah, you do what you gotta do. But he could have saved money. No, he ain't working with that. You gotta understand how to catch your bus. Not when you get four or six dollars, there ain't much to save. There ain't none to save. Right, thank you. Alright, good. Mm-hmm. So, like, friend, you know, you will go and learn certain little techniques. Like, for example, the boy don't want to be a book monitor. I can be the book monitor. You can't really book And I'm going to sell you all, all these books at a dollar. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> no, like, wow. real thing. It was a little like responsibility. I always like responsibility because I tell myself it's a monetary benefit and responsibility. That's why even the best of politicians, I can't be best with them. This you. reminds me, he reminded me of this person that was in my year at school that used to sell like lollipops and all kind of things. And for us, it was cool. And But no, I, no, as an adult, I understood yeah, it was more of a necessity yeah. than just wanting to sell lollipops and be the person being popular. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, thank you. And then, and then moving to second farm, mm-hmm. it was like, it was still by lunches. Mm-hmm. So, I, I, everybody that I walk into the canteen, I buy the lunch at $2. Mm-hmm. So, if we get 10 and one, I want lunch in a day, that's you $20. Make it make- so, it's like. So, when you made this $20, we used to do with it. I can ask you that's something that you can answer. Yeah, I do different things. Like, I would buy, buy my own lunch now, mm-hmm. a proper lunch. Oh, you was doing proper things with the money? Then buy a snack. Mm-hmm. And then when they go home now, when the other guys buying a little big four and a milk, I could buy my big four and a milk too. That's right. Three nursery lines. No, I mean, save a little dollar fifty or two dollars. yourself. Yeah, because don't forget. And I'm I, I realistic with that. This might seem real, real weird, right? Mm-hmm. The last pair of old shoes my father bought for me was in class four. It was a black pair of suede we bought, so we'll never forget. The last pair of school shoes my father bought for me was in the beginning of the third farm. It was the oldest pair of shoes, and we followed for that. And that's what he said, we never buy another pair. <laughs> so, you and, was doing for you, Saints, and basically. And clothes. Mm-hmm. My father believed in S.Y. Adams clothes and they believe in quality. So we followed from the time I was in first farm and they buy my own clothes from there. So I But you was 10, 11, you had to buy your own clothes. Yeah, because it was just my father, like, you know what I mean? So, so I, and, he, yeah, like, and, and I want what I want to. Mm-hmm. So that was me mm-hmm. too. I ain't got accept what you giving me. Mm-hmm. So, and I ain't got robbed nor steal nor whatever. You mean praise God? So I ain't gonna turn around and I ain't gonna hustle. I, I can hustle legally, scheme. amen. Might not be all right, right, right. I said what I said. Yes. I said what I said. <laughs> so, uh-huh. 
Yeah, so like. No, you hear my niece. Sorry. <laughs> so like that's how that's how it goes. So from there you just learn ways to just get the things that you want or you thought that you needed mm. at the time with, without without doing something. Because I might say Michael's too, so it was a little prestigious school, mm-hmm. people dressing nicely, a lot of different children and things. So like that self-esteem part against school too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if I went to a different school, it might be different because we would have been dealing with roughness and you know But you I mean? call them and, unsavory. Yeah, <laughs> but when you go to a certain school that... <clears throat> with the bougie people? Yeah, and being rough was, was frowned upon. <laughs> All the good-looking girls, the, the, the men that had a shirt pushing and everything. But look at us, no they can get on, man. You believe that? Like, yeah. It's full circle. Uh, well, look at life. You, look you at know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you how you had... I was one of the first people that had on, like, some square most of I thought it was by accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I always would give you stuff that I don't like at first and tell myself that I can end up liking it, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and this is a true story. If we're not, like, we're not ask anybody. So, uh, last pair of my father bought for me for school was in third form. Yeah, good. So, my sister, uh, she brought me a pair of square moats. So, never forget it. This had to be in 2003. Mm-hmm. My father turned around and said, if you don't like them, give me. He said, you know what? It be a bad mind. Thank you, he does. I keep in the money even though I don't like them. <laughs> So my other school shoes and I mash up. In that's Batman, you said I had the big bottom pants. You said I had the pants. You swimming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know in third form, I get my pants met. I have my big bottoms. I'm feeling good. Getting into fourth form, my father boy can't shut my pants because he won't punish me. <laughs> and <laughs> I know. He won't he, punish he me. He so personal. You know what? Like, can't shut my pants. Can't shut my pants was a this back in the day. So it was like, my father ended up buying this here for me. Mm-hmm. The world was coming to an end. I got two left in my big pants that, and the washing out and the starting to look bad. And I got these Kia Shepherd pants that we really don't know what to do. I now got a real pair of shoes. Something tell me put on these square moats. <laughs> on these square moats on my Kia Shepherd shoes. Because you know, like, the square pants. the little shirt thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, when it dropped down, sweet, sweet, sweet. <laughs> I said, I might be onto something. He was a bad bitch. I might be onto something. <laughs> so I, I watched the technique from the girls, you know, when the girls would jerk their hand through the zip and pull down the shirt and things. So I got my shirt pulled down neat, 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 neat. <laughs> And this is back in the buff days. This mm-hmm. is back when. You was a trendsetter. And big buff was the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that trendsetter was a necessity. I had nothing else to wear. <laughs> and you should hear me. My shoes have a clock, 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 <laughs> clock. To me, swear that is. To me, looking back, swear is almost her heels. Boy, just you. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? I, I got the don't care ish uh-huh. bad boy persona to push it, pull it off. Like, you can't really diss me because you can curse you out. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget how funny John Eric Cheeseman. Well, about the man's business. Is, yes. You uh, remember I, things. I got to let him know. No, because I will never forget <laughs> it. We was running from Mr. Gittings, right? <laughs> we had a jump through. It was for one window. We jumped through the window so now. And I ended up but John in there. So John was two years older than me, right? Mm-hmm. John had on a pair of square moats, but his was like more pointy, gain on. And the man looked at me, so the man just said, Yo, you know what gain on? Just know this hand coming, you know what? Everybody can be wearing this, you know? Not respect. <laughs> me and John become French for that. Yeah, just <laughs> chew a pair of square moats because this, listen, literally, throughout my life, me and he was the only boy that had on square moats. And I had a thing, it was cockroach killers, pokey ticklers. Mm-hmm. That I was love the that word. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was the names for them. And I swear on my life, when the next school year turned, mm-hmm. 
Everybody was tailored past a square mouth. And to think that you start off doing that because you had nothing else to Because I had nothing. Alright, well, oh, in pre-production, we were having a discussion. You remember mm-hmm. um, on the last episode, we were basically talking about how raggedy it is to shit in the dark. Yeah. Because I, I had never experienced that emotion. And you allowed me to know that that is an actual that, real thing. That is a standard thing. Like, like, like a lot of the time, you will go and look outside and see the light and power man game. But you meet him and say, oh, Lord, we can't pay the bill today. We can pay the bill today. Give me a day. And the man would, would sometimes work with you. He might not work with you. And then I, if you don't worry, you go shit in that. Candles was a staple of every house in the ghetto <laughs> that I know. <laughs> okay, so... Again, when we spoke about realizing that things were getting hard in Barbados, like um, my dad was like cutting back on like giving me money, but then obviously you were basically fending for yourself since you were like 11 slash 13. I don't know. So then when things actually did start to get bad for us, was it worse for you or it was just... Well... Or you don't really remember a time... I once... It, that would be like the upturn. That was really? Like, yeah. So when I was over here, this this got me feel real like ungrateful. So when I was over here, like trying to look a little hissy fit because I had to give back my father change because he was not trying to like hold on down to money. Mm-hmm. Because I I, I would have been like what? Well, how old would have been? It would have been like, like seven, seventeen, Because yeah, at that point in time, that's where, from my point of view, mm-hmm. at that point in time, that's where the hustlers started to win uh. because. Pre that time, everybody was doing was, art for themselves. Yeah, you could I just come, you. but you think from any players, from any renowned players, and mm-hmm. the money they matter. Mm-hmm. When that happened, everybody was trying to cut a corner, save a dollar, but still be flying. You understand? Mm-hmm. So if you could source, you understand? Sure, mm-hmm. what they wanted. Disclaimer: I knew a guy. He might be me, he might not be me. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. used to sell books at BCC for half price. <laughs> So you know you're getting the price list. Your book is $150. Mm-hmm. You might know it's a guy. It's $75. You know what I'm mm-hmm. I might or might not know a guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Go, you come in. So I ended it there. And that was <laughs> so you it. was taking advantage of us? Of the recession. Because I ended it there. When the parents came, when I got $500, that's what the book list is saying. I'm going to save for $250. But you know what? We probably helped each other. Because you no, want... No, I gave more no, disposable income. You did. Because when I get the book list... My father would be like, okay, Olivia, I mean, like, I don't want to give you all this money, but you got to get the books to go to school, so here's the price list. And I would say, okay, what I need a book is $150, and then they're going to go to school and find the person that's selling the book for $75 and get, yeah, and then get the book for the law, and then they would still keep the change because I come home with the books, and they look brand new. No, they are brand new. Oh, sorry. Oh. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) They are brand new. Okay, they are, okay. I might or might not know guys. Right, got you covered. Right, right. <laughs> so you took, look at how the world is a cycle. But when things was super good, you I didn't, not I didn't need you. I didn't need you because I was going in the bus store. But now that I realize that I ain't getting the lunch money no more, my lunch money ain't doing nothing for me. So I got a scam and scheme to find ways to get money. 
I'm telling people the book is $100, but really and truly the book is $75 in the bookstore. But I know a guy that might happen to be able to get. 50. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If I was saying $50. Mm-hmm. But because it's so cheap. 50%. But even then, I may be able <laughs> to, like, you know, tip you because I am a generous soul right, as well. Because right. I already yeah. get him to keep money anyway. So he's like, you know what? You are so great and so kind to me. Hold this $50. So when it was out here trying to pinch, it was actually an upturn for you. Yes, because then now mm-hmm. you had the things that people wanted cheaper. Look, I worked at an auction place. Mm-hmm. This was in because all my vacations from school, I used to have to work to save up money to then send myself through the rest of the uh, college, right? Mm-hmm. So I worked at an auction place. I would never forget it. So they had a place that was shutting down and love with the pack we own box with things that we want. It packs soaps, body splashes, batteries, all different sort of things. You mean who must sell them? Oh my lord. <laughs> if I sell them, everything at five dollars. Three sorts of five dollars. Four four packs of batteries for five dollars. Everything for five dollars. <laughs> I made so much five dollars, I couldn't believe it. That's because everybody and this it was no dance down term. Everybody was trying to save a dollar. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't about if you was reputable anymore. It was you have what My want. money has to stretch. to stretch. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. So I have a question. So last week we were talking about how, you know, we at this age now where we looking to buy houses and invest and all that kind of thing. And that's because that's where we come from. But for you, like, what would you... But like I don't know, like what's the But to me the irony in the knees and the reason why I feel it's good to have him here because I feel like we are all on the same like level right now. It's just right. that we had two so different So then do you points. have that same because like like we say all the time, obviously your upbringing is was determined. Mm-hmm. But you also different because you actually like as you say you born in the ghetto, but you you still in it, but not quite because you understand so that the mentality is right. not. So then right. was was important to you? No, because if you have already seen that, like you don't necessarily you need the dirt and all of it. Yeah. So then no, what would you advise like somebody right. else in your position? Do what so, you got to do or you got to get these things? Like what was it like for you? No. For me personally, I can give you <clears throat> to one, which would be get with me. Two, which would be semi bougie mathematician me. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand? So the first, the first is being realistic when you come from the ghetto, you just work for a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but the percentage that you're working for crumbs. Minimum wage or mm-hmm. a little over minimum wage is a higher mm-hmm. chance, right? I guess so. With that said, that's why a lot of people need to be couples and the ghetto forces people to be long-term couples because you Two need... people's salary is actually enough to, to, to do a family. Whereas in you, if you're a middle class self. <laughs> but but we said last week that you can, su- finding... you can fully support yourself. Yes, you, you I mean, did, but could. you're now finding True. it. You're now it's finding true. that difficulty, right? Mm-hmm. But, Back in the day, you could uh, do be a bad bitch by yourself. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. So now again to the point where... Two people just got to come together to really make something happen. If you're from the ghetto and thing, it's be realistic. You don't want to move too far away from everything that you know and grew up with. A lot of people, I mm-hmm. say everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of cheaper land would be. The land that's going to be close enough for you to feel that you're still fitting in with you. Because Were you accustomed to? Yeah, it's going to be a lot pricier. Mm-hmm. So with that said, a lot of people just then opt for 
I can live in a scheme house or I live in my grandmother's house or whatever and get a nice car and get this nice TV and get all the amenities that all the other people and got. And all the furniture that can't fit. Yeah, I, I can just live in this nice, this, this semi nice house in the ghetto and I can just get all the other things and see the world and travel the world and do other things instead of putting myself in debt for something that might not be feasible. And because I come from such a fast-paced environment, mm -hmm. a lot of times you might not like living by yourself and that's where you're gonna find the cheapest land by yourself you understand mathematician me now will also say before getting a house would make like a lot of sense 50 years ago 60 years ago because the inflation of how the land and the mm -hmm. market was now with how well, how it's looking to me it's better for you if you have the money as i said if you don't a mortgage is renting to own. Do it. Because it's technically renting to own. Mm -hmm. Where the other, your only other option is to rent and the people can put you out. Where this other option is if you could pay that rent for 30 years, you may end up owning the structure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mortgage is renting to own if you have no other better option. Mm -hmm. that, that's how you're looking at it, rent to own. Mm -hmm. But with that said, without out the way, if you do have to find yourself with a certain amount of money and collateral or certain things, if you could flip the money first originally, you mm -hmm. know what I'm well, I could start a business, I could start an XYZ, same side business in the long run, mm -hmm. would get a loan for land. Right. Mm -hmm. And then would get a loan to build the same house. So that's what you advise people and to do because that. they don't have like the, like how we will have mommy and daddy to fall back on. Correct. If you don't have mommy and daddy to fall you back on. You business to fall back on. Yeah. That can help you pay mm -hmm. certain things. You understand know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that that is the reality when it comes to getting a house if you don't like how we talk about one mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And any day idea everybody gotta realize you wanna play the role. And as I said, if you know you can't do the business or whatever, rent to own because you're but already then if you can't rent. But this is just on the front of like wanting a house. But do you think that I guess what KB was trying to say basically is that that's where we are right now. We're looking to like own our own land, stuff like that. For the quote-unquote unsavory, as you said, do you think that that's an actual goal? or right, that that, And that's where we're coming back to where you said earlier. Mm -hmm. A lot of them are comfortable to say about my grandmother. Well, she all this house got four bedrooms, five bedrooms. I can stop in here. I just got my nice car. I got a big screen TV. Right. I got all the amenities that I need that anybody in one of Bush class has. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So you cool. So so now the difference the difference to me between the middle class and I mean we got a lot of poor class, but the difference between what people call the ghetto and the Bush, you know. Is where is where your money? It's just the style of the house and the neighborhood. The amenities ain't really much different now. I think it's what you do. What you do with the money? Yeah. The amenities within the houses ain't really much different. Everybody got iPhone, everybody got map this, this, that, and that. It's just the community you're in, you study the home, how much it worth. That's just the main difference now between between the two groups. And mm -hmm. as I said, even if you wanted to mm -hmm. move into a better community because of how expensive it might be to afford it, mm -hmm. it's not feasible unless you come together and say, well, we can be in this for the long run. And that, and we're going to be here for 30 years because we're going to get this house. Mm -hmm. And this is a relationship. Mm -hmm. And remember this? Mm -hmm. We're going to bring me back and we're going to expand on this. Mm -hmm. 
Love and sex are two different. We know. Oh, this. we know. Yeah. We know. We be knowing. We know. We know right? the things. Okay, wait. You want so then I have a question. I feel like you were giving us the general perspective. But what I ask you, how do you feel about things like generational wealth? As somebody who you will say that you ain't grow up in nothing, how strongly do you feel about making sure that, and it don't just mean material things like a shoe, but then having a child and instilling in them the importance of like, like really owning shit, not fleeting things. I mean, like because oh, I find that these are, are the values that you have. You had to basically come up with them on your own. You had to observe. Basically, and really, it and make was sense like of things. basically to me it was like okay, I grew up this way and I do not want that shit for myself. So you work to be where you are. Like I said, I feel like we meet in the middle mm-hmm. when it comes to quote unquote class right now. So what? are you going to do going forward? Especially if you decide to have like a little mini gumbe. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going to? Um, one thing I actually plan to do, um, shout out to one well, of my friends that put it at the end. Like, certain books you could read like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Like, certain things that, that you could teach the other generation. To me, it's like a relay. It's just like a relay. I hold no animosity. Mm-hmm. Towards people of generation well. Furthermore, I admire the generations that went before them that had the ideas and mm-hmm. the thoughts say, and mm-hmm. to be able to say, you know what, I'm going to put something in place for the future. It's it's not their fault that Yeah, my father, my father had money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. And it's not their fault that the I people that went before me. Like the system sucks, but I say all the time, you can't be mad that way. People is what well, hang on to what they have. That makes sense. You can't be mad about it. I'm not I'm saying not that the messages are right. I just say. There you go. But you can hold on to, I mean, uh, they can't mind. hold on to it with equality and helping other people. It just can't work. Back to you, Gumby. <laughs> I just say you can't be mad at them. It's just right. everybody had that opportunity. So, Where would they give it up? I think there's enough that everybody can have a little bit. And um, like you don't have to get on like that. But that's never. When you say that, then you take away life. Life is about comparisons. There's no heat without coal, and there's no rich without poor. True. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, everybody can get a little yeah. bit because if everybody got then they would be rich. bland there would be nothing this to it this is communism that we are discussing you know and saying? that's problematic apparently yeah it's actually any idea but you, it even, is even in communism there's still the people at the top that, are, that yep. live uh, very well this is true so so let me be realistic if everything in life was the same what would be the purpose the purpose is about goals and about achieving stuff and making things happen and when it's achieving stuff it might not be a home. It might not be money, money monetary. It might be achieving the world record in running. It mm-hmm. might be achieving mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. A, a, a great podcast that can educate beers and try to move them oh. forward into society. Right. You know what mm-hmm. so, yeah, this artist. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that to me, that that's what it, it, it really about. Like your challenges and what I am going to do. That moves me. That makes So me you think different. that the way that you are setting up yourself right now, you are gonna start creating generational wealth for the for the mini gumbies to, to come behind to you. Do. And and as I said, so you have technically broken the and, cycle. And congress. to me too, mm-hmm. wealth is relative. Because when I think of generational wealth, I don't only think of money and assets and stuff. I think about like education and you know. Um, what's the word? Sound emotional mind and, and that all kind of thing. thing. All of that is wealth. I, uh, looking for the doors that could be open to me. Well, uh, 
they got certain families now that has lost a lot of their wealth. But the physically, the money, wise. the monetary, mm-hmm. but the amount of opportunities, yeah, the name, the name that is, they can get a oh, job any day, no. anyhow, any even mm-hmm. though the actual physical wealth is gone, gone, but you got the name means so much still, you know. Mm-hmm. So like all of them things is so that you worry about your instill. reputation and so all. So that's of, why mm-hmm. you know me and you had this conversation when you asked me this and that. I'm gonna be real with you when you ask me. Why you be a little so extra in the sanctuary and this and that? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to my parents, mm-hmm. but I'm nobody's son. Meaning, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to say that is Kiffin Simpson's son there, that is the man that owned that big building down there, mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. That is from You're just a regular, regular person. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, they got a lot of people that got a lot of advantage over me because they're someone's son, mm-hmm. daughter. Mm-hmm. You get me? And any idea? As again I said, I don't blame anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that your parents was able to do that for you. Mm-hmm. So in reference, what I'm trying to do now is that hopefully for my little mini gun be as you say, <laughs> he could be somebody's son. Mm-hmm. Right. Got you covered. Hey, so cute, Kader. I'm I'm almost moved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, that was that was enlightening ish. But what was one of the other things we discussed? Basically, being an adult and how raggedy it is. Because we feel like you're just working and you're trying to balance relationships. I know relationships may not be something that is strong. No, no. The, the the question I think should be, as you just said, you know, you trying to make sure that. Mini Gambe is somebody's son. But do you feel like like you really doing it? Like how do on a scale of one to ten, how discouraged do you feel most days? Like you you feel like an extra hard? I know that you like you have but to. But he's work operating hard. me on like a different level. Like you do feel adults in his trash? Yes, but that's where now I just always keep the optimism and I use this this theory to allow me to feel better that we don't actually grow up. He's just bigger versions of the same little child. Just trying to get this. But that's how I feel. That's how I feel about that. Yeah. Yeah. But so, but you feel like you know what you're doing? Because I personally don't feel like I know what I'm doing. Like navigating being like an adult. You know, if if somebody had to come to me and actually ask me for like real, like if my little cousin had to come to me and say, Olivia, I am 16, you know, you like screwing up with 30. What does it feel like to be an adult? I do not know. Like, I feel like I wing it all the time. Well, I loved what you said because mm-hmm. I actually watch a lot of videos and different things. Mm-hmm. We, the problem is with that middle generation between newer technology and technology. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, uh, we talked about you that said last. last podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, 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 that really touched me because the boomers. Yeah, it, it made so much mm-hmm. sense because it's like we don't know if to deal with technology or if to deal with it. We don't know if to fully embrace it or if not to be. Yes, we do live with it, but trust me, like, the generation under have... us is fully immersed in mm-hmm. it. it mm. They know enough. They don't nothing. know about... Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got your Delta. Delta, the, uh, Delta, Delta they don't know. They don't know about that. It's true. They don't know what can knock off the net from a phone call. It's true. Then, no matter where you are at 11 o'clock, I hear that noise and it's like, Caroline! Yes, yes. Caroline, get off me. Yeah. So you get me, so like, are you with? I remember I was trying to download a song and the song was downloading for the whole day. And then my yeah. mother called me from at work at like three o'clock and skinned everything. And she didn't want nothing. 
She didn't want nothing. She was just calling me to see if I was at home. Says, where was I going to be? <laughs> where was I going to be? So I, I honestly believe, so I agree with you saying again, we we the guinea pigs of this, at, at this, at this future, at this future. So generation. you don't feel like you got like a point of reference. We over here really just like yeah, winging it. Definitely, I'm, I'm being real with you. In my business, when you ask me to fix and if you lost it, that's why I had to stop you. I have no older people that I 100% relate, and that's what I always tell you: get a mentor. One of my biggest flaws and mistakes today, but everybody can be perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mentor, because like it's like. I just say I brought the curse, which means I like probably one of the furthest in within my family group or whatever. You own so, your own business. And like nobody can come and tell me, oh, you're supposed to do your corporate tasks. Oh, you just how you're supposed to do Yeah. Mm. Oh, this how this supposed to happen. Oh, this how you're supposed to set up this. So now for you me, really, you really winging it. Trial and error. And for me, as I tell, I just keep everything with that pure optimism. So, for example, this year you had a couple of penalties and a couple of different things and all sorts of things went wrong. I'm judging you I'm, because why you didn't come to me? That's Christopher's fault. <laughs> I love that you call it his full government. I would have yes. started. Well, don't let don't let that No, but we're going to talk then. Yeah, right? Okay. So, but definitely like, and all of this mm -hmm. allowed me to know that that is a learning process. When it first started, when it first started, I mm -hmm. called Christopher, I called all different sort of people. And I was like, I want to work with some young people because I want to build something that can last 30, 40, 50 years. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to start with somebody that... Both to dead next week. Thank mm. you. <laughs> so I started calling all sort of people that I know that, that you used to do this at school. Used to do. And the truth was, People that are in these professions that actually have these degrees were just as clueless as me. Because the world in the world of work is actually changing too because of social media and the internet age. Yeah. And it is raggedy because again, a lot of the people who are the heads of the business come from the era of writing everything in the book putting down everything so you also have that clash at work so sometimes you feel clueless because it's like i come from this era i know that i could use this online this is how we could do it whatever whatever but then you meet in a lot like pushback mm -hmm. and then my thing is that i don't like to do things that don't make no sense so if you come to me and you tell me you want me to like i give you an example at work i have a manager and they're they're very old school I would draft an email. They would want me to print the email, bring it to them, for them to review the email with a pencil. Oh, no. Cross off what changes they want to make. Give me back the paper for me to make the changes in the email. Print it off again and bring it to them with the old paper that they would have scrawled up already so that they could see... That I made, made the correct changes and then it could go and send it off to the client. And I literally said, I'm not doing that. And it was a big problem. <laughs> it was a big problem. But obviously, you will feel like you don't, quote, unquote, like know what you're doing or know what to do because you still need the guidance because you are young. So you still need the guidance from a te technical perspective. First, yeah. But then it's like you having all of this backlash from the people that are there already because they're supposed to guide you, but they won't guide you in a way that technically right. don't make no, no sense. sense. But then you can't tell them. 
fully care you ask because they still have the technical knowledge mm-hmm. that the you that you do not have as yet. So then it's just like you're waffling a little bit. So obviously, if you come to somebody that just had them degree fresh and you come to them for advice, we technically don't know the advice to give you. And then the problem with talking to the older people is that they're going to give you advice that is not relevant for now. Is a so wait, so then, yeah. so I, my brain. Yeah. So you were talking about not necessarily having a mentor, but in the, um, I guess, profession that you are in. Do you feel like you would have been embraced as somebody from your background, like basically pulling out yourself and creating yeah. this space for yourself? Did people like welcome you? I, you I, feel I, like there I, was I'll anybody? I'll be honest for sure. Like for example, one boy we want to give a shout out to George Allen for sure, but. First place that I work, prescription plus in town. That's great. We didn't we we mentioned that you are a pharmacist by profession. No, we did not. Gumbe is a pharmacist. He has sense. And at the end of this podcast, are actually right now get all of your child repellent from Avita Pharmacy. Got yeah. micro going on, low going on. All because you know it is the season to drink wine and tis the season to food. So we want to make sure that all of you guys are out there being very safe. And if you actually happen to catch something, you can also come to him and get the antibiotics. You're welcome. But anyway, yeah. So yeah. back to who you were saying you shout out to George Ali. Uh-huh. Yeah, like the um the first thing the first thing he did when I went, I'll never forget. I, I went down to ask him to do some some work. I was saying get a pharmacy. He looked at me and he we had he had a long section of hypertensive medications, over a hundred. Mm-hmm. Well look at me, tell me, I want you to write down all of these medications. I mean I ever get a job yet no, I don't know if I ever know if I get a job. <laughs> I want you to write down all of these here. That sounds like slavery. I got a seminar to do. I want you to write down all of these here, break them down into all the classes or Every single thing, mm-hmm. I bring it back for me. When I finished in the first year, we only doing medical terminology and all sorts of jargon, little scratchy mill stuff. When I was done, the man told me keep a copy. When it was done, the man told me keep a copy for yourself. Trust me, it come in handy. And then I gave him the other one for, for his little speech or seminar that we had to do. On my life, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Because by the time second year came. I knew all of the drugs, back to front, the classes, the side effects. And they also tell me, everybody used to tell me, take out monographs. Don't be afraid to take out these drug monographs and try to read at least two to three a day. So, like, as you said. That was jargon to me. It was a monograph. That's like where you would find the pay, really information. You in read that? In the box? Yeah, I read I, I probably I read up. Read none of I probably read over 10,000 of those in my life. You read them? Furthermore, listen, this is to me. Take two of these every I try and grab. Put on the grab. Listen, beach. before I left, tell me how I supposed to use this. You tell me te- if if you look at me and tell me to te- treat you remember the time I was like on the cusp of death and it come, but you know was like, yeah. I need I need assistance. And you mix up, mix up whatever. Yeah. And tell me take two teaspoons of that and you can be good. You know you could have killed me because I I didn't I didn't read one shit. I know. <laughs> but but, but the, and, and this is where But I was healed, I am here today, and this amen. Is where I won't tell people now. Uh-huh. Especially if you come it's this year for all my ghetto people now. <laughs> if you actually want me make it out, you gotta be ten times better. So I can tell you this. I know Tamara that I probably read like over 10,000 drug monographs in my life, right? Mm-hmm. I know a pharmacist that probably ever read 100. All right. Mm-hmm. But let's remember. Then probably have mommy and daddy to fall back on. Huh? 
the way that my back growing from mm-hmm. and everything, I proof. have to be exceptional mm-hmm. for these people to be able to look and say, all right, I can overlook this, that, and that. That is so unfortunate because I, I feel like by default, as a black person, you gotta do that. But then I never had the the other added layer of being uh, quote unquote unsavory, as you as you say all the time. I never had that to have to overcome because you know, growing up, you're always here. Or as a black person, you anyway, right. man, world, you gotta be ten times better. But, know you but then, if you come from like uh, something that they're not yeah. even more, uh, you know. They don't like, then they say you gotta do even you more on overcome. top of being black. You gotta just overcome like, the white and the middle class blacks. <laughs> my condolences, right? You understand? And so. nothing worse, in my opinion, than the middle class blacks. We are very confused. It's true. It's true. Anyway, do you have any parting words for people apart from having to be 10,000 times better? Well, all of us is. The best garbage man makes more money than top doctors. Really? Yeah, if you own four garbage trucks, five garbage trucks, and you got like four. You got one the garbage contracts. truck, you ain't just holding up on the back yeah, of the garbage. Yeah, I say one the best garbage, who's one the best garbage man. Mm-hmm. Just say a surgeon that own a doctor office or whatever. Mm-hmm. Trust me, you're gonna make more money than that surgeon. So we buy my garbage truck next year? Makes sense. <laughs> Because at any day, everybody will always need garbage removed. I see. Yes, you want my garbage removed. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you have any comments, queries, suggestions. Wait, I'll be, mm. I have one more thing. So, <laughs> I said on Twitter the other day that I wanted to, I had a really good year and I really, not that I don't usually, but like I really wanted to give back. Mm-hmm. So, Olivia was telling me that you was just randomly like. You do things that you like people and it's that. always and, and baffling. I am me. very distrusting of like charities and things. So, why wanted to know? Because then people reached out to me and asked me, so like, how we can help too. If there's any Especially charity like kids, or like, any way you know, you that you want to say any, like, yeah, yeah, that you want plug, you could do that right now, so that the people can know that you know this Christmas we could give away some things or whatever. You still doing the little thing magic that you do outside the pharmacy for Christmas? Yeah, like sometimes we could do that. So if people want to, like normally what I would do is sometimes I would get like if the budget doing well or whatever. I would get some gifts and stuff, wrap them and, you know what I mean, give them to some children or whatever that come in. I know it'll probably be less fortunate. Some mm-hmm. people would Any particular age range or anything? Um, we usually, I would usually cut off, like, 11 or so. Mm. Like, and it would range, like, between from toys to books to... Right. Yeah, so I mean, New shoes for school because, you know, you didn't... You can't really buy not, shoes Not, not right now, but as I said, that's something that eventually... But I mean, because we are here and we have the platform and people are looking yeah, to help eventually, then. I mean, yeah, anything that's is I anything. Get into, and what I want to do, I want to break it down according to the year. So, for example, that's something I more want to do. Like, for example, when it comes summertime. Mm-hmm. And and what would be nice is that... And this is where else I want to add this next mm-hmm. outlet to the show because... You also got a lot of viewers out there that might be in little positions that, as you say, you might not want to see or talk about or whatever, but you know, eventually you just relate. You just relate to people. So mm-hmm. I, by relating to you all the might people might be able to come out and say, you know, Olivia, you know, KB, mm-hmm. I was listening to your show the other day and I realized that you always get into aspects of And I'm interested in that. I really right. get some of that because things wasn't really that good for me. Mm-hmm. And reaching out to you all, and trust me, 
a lot of people will feel more comfortable reaching out to you all than, than even their own aunt and cousins mm. because yeah, they sure. know the stigma Our people in your family might judge you. You understand? So, mm -hmm. as I said, I really love, I really, really, really do love what you're all doing here and whatever. And I believe that we're going to touch the likes. I just no, God, Thank you so much. Alrighty, um, yes, as per usual, you know, we're in the conversations and everything. Hashtag balance on Twitter, Instagram. Looking forward to all of your feedback on this episode. Thanks for listening. This episode was recorded and produced by Robbie at Nameless Productions.